If you have your Bibles with you today, and if not, there's one in the pew. If you would like to follow along, I would love for you to turn with me to the book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter in verses 6 and 7. And we'll be also looking at over a couple of chapters in chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. But first of all, Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. And if you found your place in God's Word, would you stand that I might read it to you this morning? Speaking of what would be, Isaiah said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice, and from henceforth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Turn over, if you would, just a couple of pages to chapter 11. And I want to read some verses that Isaiah would want to share with us even today. And he says again, as he spoke of the hope that would come. Verse 1, And there shall come forth a root out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge, he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but he, with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins. And faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Speaking certainly of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Would you bow with us once again in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for that hope that they saw and we can see and feel today that has become in a positive way for us to realize that it is not something that might happen. It is something that can happen, will happen, if we put our trust in you. And Lord, our prayer is today as we come through this Thanksgiving season that we will be thankful for the earthly provision that you have made, but also be thankful for the spiritual existence of our soul that came about by way of your son, Jesus. And oh God, we just pray this morning that you would humble our hearts in your presence, and let us feel the love all over again. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Maybe seated. As we look at the Advent candles, it, it does mean a lot to me, and I'm sure it does to you, as it builds us up to the actual birth of Jesus. We'll be going through each week, lighting a different candle, and then on the, whatever it is, the 22nd or anyway, the Sunday before Christmas, we will light the center candle, will be the light of Jesus himself. So looking forward to that. But as we look at the scriptures in the Old Testament, it seems like that we can see a lot of hint of Jesus' coming. And Isaiah, back in the 7th chapter, the 14th verse, he, he begins by saying, A virgin shall uh, conceive and he give birth and we'll call him Emmanuel, which was to say God with us. And that's what God wanted to do. He wanted to come to earth in the person of his son, Jesus. Because it seemed like that 
folks in those days, and it's kind of the way it is today, that we couldn't believe what we couldn't touch or what we couldn't see physically. So God come in the person of Jesus that the world might see God in the fullness of the flesh. And so on and on, the Old Testament talks about that. Uh, Isaiah 53, certainly, it talks about as he will be led as a sheep to the slaughter. And that spoke of Jesus himself. Zechariah, Zechariah, you know, and uh, his talking about, this is many years before Jesus. He was saying something of the donkey that Jesus would ride into the holy city upon. Uh, the psalmist David speaks a lot about it in Psalms 22. He even speaks about, and they parted his garments. And you know, that certainly is words from the cross itself as the time of Jesus was there in Calvary, that they did indeed do that. And they pierced his side, his hands and feet. All of these things have been prophesied and talked about in the Old Testament. Isaiah's words, as I shared with you, was written some 700 plus years before Jesus would come. But Isaiah was so endued with the thought that Jesus was coming, even might well have come in his own time and day. And yet we know that God does not delay in the fulfilling of his plan, and his plan was to send Jesus at that particular given time, and that he did come to Bethlehem and be born uh, to a virgin called Mary. And so as we think of these steps and as we think about the Advent candle, I do want us to dwell a little bit on the, the, the thought of thanksgiving. You know, we need to be a thankful person. We need to take the word thanksgiving and, say, and divide it a little and say, thank who's giving. And that's what we need to dwell on because God did give so much that we could have the blessings of the day. And uh, the thanksgiving season is important. For family together and uh, to have a meal, I look forward to that every year, especially some of the, the dressing and turkey and all of it, a little bit of cranberry sauce and on and on the list goes and some peanut butter balls. And, uh, but that's all important. But you know, as I thought about that, even this morning I was sitting there and uh, dwelling on Thanksgiving and I was, I was, seemed like for a little bit I was trying to get on the other side of Thanksgiving because it got me closer to the celebrating of Jesus' birth. And yet I believe that the importance is that we do pause to be thankful. And I might, I might uh, encourage you to do something this Thanksgiving, maybe Thursday morning as your family gathers or whenever you've set that to be. You might set a plate for Jesus at the table because certainly as a child of God, we do want to know and expect that he will be there in our midst. But as we get into the seasons of celebrating Thanksgiving and celebrating Christmas and celebrating life as, as a whole, we want to realize that every individual needs to seek a time of a dawning of a new day, even be tomorrow or the next day, that God will bless us with. And But I want to share a little bit about the Advent candle. We spoke of it being representing uh, hope today. The second candle will represent peace the third candle will represent joy and the fourth will represent love. And certainly then we know that the final lighting of the advent will be the lighting of the candle that represents Jesus himself, which is the white, bigger candle located in the middle. But I had chosen to go back in the Old Testament because I like to see people expecting God to do things. And I believe with all my heart that God is looking for people today, maybe not to prophesy in this sort of way, but looking for people to expect God to bless you, to be with you, to guide you, to show you the way. 
And I think that God's looking for expectant people. And as we look at the Bible, the countdown to the first Christmas would include many things. And uh, I just want us to dwell on that a little bit and to realize that uh, the prince of this world was going to come and, and they were to be thankful about that. And the Bible says on over in the New Testament, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy begotten us again unto that lovely hope, which is our first candle lit, the hope in our hearts, <clears throat> that we can see the flickers of God's love even before us today. This represents the hope you have in your heart. And let that be a reflection on your life as we go through these times. Hope was so embedded in the people of Isaiah's day and the people of David's day. Hope was so much a part of their lives that they, were, they knew that it would unfold at a certain time and they didn't know when. We know that today that we need to have this hope in our hearts. So embedded in us and, and as I think about Thanksgiving I realize that when those 102 pilgrims will make that 103 because though Captain Christopher Jones was the captain of the ship we, they had another rider and that was God himself so make that 103 pilgrims coming across the waters to find a new land and a promise of hope and that was America America was born out of a desire of man and a, and a commitment by God to make us this place we dwell in today. Thank God for that promise that he made those our founding fathers. And what a wonderful thing it is. You know, I was <clears throat> we today we, we're living in a world that seems like our priority plunge is in the wrong direction. We can't really, some can't see Jesus from where they stand. I was reading a story just this week about a father that was sitting in his living room in an easy chair reading the paper. And his little son came in, Dad, go play with me. Oh, go ahead, son. After a while, I'm reading now. And he persisted and came up to him. But Dad, how, I know it's Thanksgiving soon. How, uh, how do you, could you draw me the picture of the world or of, uh, of America? And, uh, the dad, to get rid of his son, I guess a little bit hurriedly, just tore a sheet of paper out of the paper. And he began just to tear it in several pieces. Son, take this in your room and put it back together, and then come and show me what the world looks like. And so he was gone in a little bit, not very long. Here come his son back. You've done it so quick, son. Well, how did you do that that quick? And the little boy said, well, I looked on the other side, and it was a picture of Jesus. And when I got Jesus where I could tell who he was, then the world came into place. That is what we need today in this broken world. We need to get Jesus back to where he needs to be, where we can see him visibly with our spiritual eye, if you please, and know that when that happens, we have a world in the right perspective and looking in the right direction and shaping up like God wants us to be shaped. And we are torn between so many evil influences that we need to ask God for help. We really do. You know, this country, this world, this America, our place of living doesn't need a whole lot more programs, doesn't need a whole lot more committees, even our churches today sometimes, doesn't need a whole lot more planning, and though it takes that, it certainly does, and it's important. But we need Jesus. This world, this country, America, needs God in a very desperate and harsh way, and God will hear the repentant heart cry of his people if we'll just bow in humble repentance. 
You know what I see in America and in our lives, even as individual, even in my own life, what I have is an unmerited forgiveness. I didn't deserve it. We talked about in Sunday school class this morning about Abraham and his faith soul that led him in the direction to even be willing to sacrifice his son. And yet we know that uh, God did that very thing and he didn't withhold the, the surf, suffering of his son that we might be saved. And so we're thinking about these things today and we really know that Jesus came to save the lost and he's coming back again to save the saved. He's coming to get you. He is on the way. He's coming back. The question is, are you ready? Have you been saved by the grace of God? Are you ready to say yes to a love that will take hold of your life and make all the difference in the world? You know, as I spoke earlier, I think talking of the world, I I sometimes... uh, maybe sound a little negative about America and about where we stand, and maybe we need to at times, but I am so grateful to be an American. I'm so thankful to live on this side of the creek, if you please. I'm so grateful for God has provided us, and this is our promised land. And I am sure those pilgrims, and when they came across the waters, they must have surely knew, knew the verse that says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. May that be our motto and our driving force in our lives today because we can do all things through Christ if we ask Him to strengthen us. So the Thanksgiving Day prayer might well be, Thank you, God, for saving my soul. But would it possible, be possible that it should say, Lord, thank you for leading me to receive you as Savior. What a thankful time it would be to ask Jesus to come into your heart, to ask Jesus to make those steps of faith into your life. You see, we have a faithful and merciful God, and he asks us to be also. So what is your need today as you come into the eve of a Thanksgiving season, even at Christmas time? Is there a change needs to be made? What would God have you to do today that tomorrow wouldn't afford you the opportunity? Would it be say yes to his will of something that maybe you've pondered? You know, talked about Abraham when it didn't seem like he questioned, didn't stammer, didn't stutter, didn't wobble, just walked in an obedient walk for God. Are you walking in an obedient walk for Jesus Christ? Are you where God wants you to be? If not, you might want to move just a little bit today because he's waiting to be more in your life than you have ever let him be and he wants to begin this very day. As the light of God's love of hope shines today, may it shine in your heart to let you know that he loves you too. Loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. I ask you again, Do you know Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life? Would you bow with us in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for that hope that we can have in our hearts. That hope that lets us know that you are holding that promise eternally. That, Lord, we have that so much embedded in our lives and that promise that we cling to. But, Lord, I know there are folks in the world today and maybe even here today, Lord, that doesn't know you as Savior. 
Help us, Lord, to live before them and they could see what a joy and a reality it is to serve and love a living God, someone that guides and is there at every turn of life. We just ask you, Lord, that you would let this time of invitation be your time, your time to talk to each of us that we might listen and respond to your call. Guide us now, Lord, in this invitation time. In your precious name we pray. Amen.